Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life. Oftentimes with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. And so coming up, man, we've got some awesome guests that are set to join us here on the Unpacking It podcast. But today's show is a nice Super Bowl preview. I know I'm fired up about this game and my guest co-host today, uh, producer for Unpacking It, uh, his name's Chris Allison. He's even more fired up than I am because he is a lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan, and he's with me here in studio. Chris, has it set in? Your Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl. I don't know that it has, Bryce. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, like because uh, here I am. I, you know, I'm approaching fifty, Bryce. I mean, I'm not necessarily a spring chicken. And last time they were here, fifty I, years ago, I just never ever. I, I kind of came to grips with the fact that I may never see this, right? Um, because in my lifetime, I was born in 1972. Uh, they were past Super Bowl four at that point by a couple of years. So here we are, uh, you know, 50 years from their last appearance. There's been some good seasons in between, but not even, not, not just no Super Bowl wins, no Super Bowl appearances yeah. since Super Bowl four. So here we are. I've I've been a Panthers fan since 95, so I'm thankful to at least have appeared in two Super Bowls Mm -hmm. and seen the team go. But but that's a that's a good point to never make it to the Super Bowl. But the other side of that, the Chiefs have been a good franchise. Mm -hmm. They're not the Lions. They're not the Browns. They're not the Bengals, the Raiders. They're they're right there in the mix, and they've had you know some great players over the year, years. You think of Tony Gonzalez and mm-hmm. Willie Rofe, and I don't know different. You know all sure, the names, sure. but I, I don't think of the Chiefs as a bad franchise or unsuccessful. But to not get this far, that's a big that's a big thing. Well, you know, it's crazy because the Chiefs have had thirteen and three seasons. The Chiefs did you know for a pretty good stretch consistently at least compete if not win the AFC West. Yeah. Uh they have had Hall of Fame players. The the problem has been that every time the defense is great, the offense is bad. Mm. Or if the offense you know gets uh some sort of stability, then the defensive side of the football falls off and we've never seen anything come together even going into this year. That was kind of the thought, all right? You're going to have a great offense, but the defense, can they hold up their end of the bargain? And, you know, they went out and replaced eight starters from their defense a year ago, and it's panned out where the defense, at least over the last half of the season, has been good enough to help them get to this particular point. But it's it's a strange franchise because I do view the Chiefs as not only my team, but I think they're a respectable franchise. I mean, when when my, my thought is that when everyone around the country – looks at Kansas City Chiefs football that you think that's a good that's a very good yeah. franchise that's oh, yeah. a, they've had a lot of success but the fact is from Super Bowl 4 from that season that was 1970 I believe from 1970 all the way to present day they've won 6 playoff games wow 6 now walk with me on this 
All right, they've won six. Two of those six are this year, <laughs> right? One was last year. Oh, yeah. So before last season, they had won three playoff games since 1970. That's unbelievable. You know, even though they've had home field advantage, even though they've had teams that you thought this could be it, they even, had won even had three. leads yes. in playoff games. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, think back to the Titans uh, yeah. back in 2013. Oh, and, you know, so it's – Oh, it's been right there, and then and then they always have figured out a way to let it slip, and and finally we're seeing uh, we're seeing a little change, at least to the point that they're going to get an opportunity on Sunday. I'm I'm thrilled that they're there. I'm happy for Andy Reid. Clark Hunt has been a guest here on Unpacking It. Talked to him a few years ago, and and encourage you to check out that that podcast. It's on unpackingit.com. But but I was reminded that the Chiefs have experienced some major tragedy themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the years, and and they had, to, I mean, they had to overcome a lot of adversity. I guess it was what five, six years ago to to see them come out of that, to see them make the decision to bring Andy Reid in as as head coach. I mean, what a you know important decision that was for for their franchise to make the decision to trade up for Patrick Mahomes while having Alex Smith. Uh, I think that was such a, a huge decision for them, and of course the right decision, and and then their willingness to sit Mahomes for a year, I thought was huge. And I'm a big fan of teams that wait on their young quarterbacks. I know you feel the pressure. Oftentimes they are ready, but but I think a year helps you even if you are ready. I just think Mahomes was able to come in with that year of watching, learning, experiencing. And then I think he went in, you know, with a pretty good team already, uh, which was nice. So, uh, so those are a few of my thoughts. Just thinking sure. about the Chiefs getting 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 to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and Andy Reid has come in and, and really added some tremendous stability to the organization. And and I think you're seeing right now a an offensive wizard in Andy Reid, and he's got like this. Oh, he's this got prize. this prize, man. He's got this magician that he's able to work with, and you know, it's uh, really nothing that he draws up that Patrick Mahomes you can't execute and it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's well yeah, just to think that all the, all that they've overcome and that that rocks a franchise. I mean to to watch one of your players go through that and and then you mentioned Derek Thomas, I mean that was years ago, mm-hmm. but they went through that tragedy. So mm-hmm. uh, th- this is a a team and a franchise and a fan base that I, I know for me I I can get behind and root for. And honestly, I've got nothing against the 49ers, but I don't really have a strong reason to root for them in this game. And they've got, what, five? They've won five. This is now their seventh Super Bowl that they've gone to. Remember a couple years ago they lost to the uh, his brother. Jim, Jim lost to John uh, in the famous power outage Super Bowl. So, so yeah, so the 49ers are, are back. And yeah, I talked about this last week, but the big storyline for me with the 49ers is how they've built this team. And through the draft, through key signings, bringing in a guy like Richard Sherman who had the Super Bowl experience from the Seahawks, a division rival, to make that move is is always sometimes interesting. And I think he's brought a lot of credibility to that defense. And I know Darrell Rivas was giving him a hard time for not – he plays coverage instead of man-to-man. But I think Sherman, at this stage of his career, is still getting it done. And so you think about this matchup of – an, an incredible offense with the Chiefs, a very strong defense from the 49ers, 
And I believe that defense wins championships. Like, I buy into that. We saw it last year with the Patriots. It turned out to be a way more low-scoring game than we ever would have dreamed of, but they pulled it out. I have to go against that philosophy because I do believe that philosophy, but I am going with the Chiefs. I just think Mahomes is the, the X factor. I thought that with Aaron Rodgers in, in the same matchup, Packers, 49ers, mm-hmm. they just could not get anything going. But I think Mahomes, his quick style, he doesn't need a lot of time back there. And, and I think and it, with, with the receivers being as fast as they are with the number of weapons that the Chiefs have, I think they can overcome the defense enough and and I like their offense way better than the 49ers offense. Not that the 49ers is bad. They just run the ball so much. I just don't know if you can score enough with the Chiefs and keep up with them if it ever does get out of hand a little bit where they score back-to-back touchdowns. And it's nice to run the ball, but I, I don't know. That, that's where I see the difference where the, the Chiefs can score so quickly and Mahomes can throw so quickly against the defense. Yeah. You know, the, and the 49ers, they, they do get a lot of pressure with their front four. So, you know, you're, they're going to try not to have to blitz, right? Wouldn't it be great to drop seven oh, yeah. uh, into coverage? But, uh, you know, their front four, they've, they've got a tremendous pass rush uh, led by Nick Boza. And, and you know, they're, they're a healthier defense now than they were three, three weeks ago. So it is going to be a fascinating football game. Uh, we've, seen a, uh, we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo, the first two playoff games, be non-existent as far as what they've had to ask him to do throwing the football but they've, they've both times got in, gotten a tremendous running game going. Mostert in the last contest. It was Tevin Coleman in the first playoff game for San Francisco. And one thing as a Chiefs fan that I look at, Bryce, that, that kind of excites me is the Chiefs had to go up against a Derrick Henry-led rushing game against the Titans last week. And they were able to focus on him, Bingo. shut him down. Uh, that's a guy that blitzed them big time last earlier this season he rushed for over 200 against Kansas City's defense so they went into this one knowing that if that gets going remember they got down 10 nothing in that in, oh, yeah. in the in the AFC championship game and what a terrific opportunity for a running game dominated by a guy like Derrick Henry right all right we're up 10 nothing let's just run the ball forever and we'll get out of here and Kansas City didn't allow that to happen so I'm glad they had that sort of offense to face mm going into now a very, what I would say, a similar offense, at least in the sense that San Francisco yeah. wants to do the same thing that Tennessee wanted to do. And, well, Derrick Henry had a few runs. I think he was held to under 70 yards or something Right around like there. That. So, yep. so that makes me feel a little more comfortable in what I think is going to be a tremendous game. I, I think so, too. And if there was a blowout, I would think the Chiefs would blow them out. But I, I expect it to be a, a close game. Mm-hmm. And we've been spoiled in Super Bowls. Pretty recently, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. The, the Broncos-Seahawks one was brutal. Right. Seahawks won that game, I felt like, within two minutes of that game. <laughs> uh, that one was memorable, too. So yeah. I, I ended up watching that Super Bowl over at my parents' house, and my dad got a new TV. So we're all excited. Oh, new TV. Well, guess what? He didn't know how to set it up right. <laughs> so the, the image quality of, of that <laughs> Super Bowl was so bad. It was like from the 80s. We're watching like we could barely see what was going on. All we could see was Seattle, 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 Seattle. And we were big Peyton Manning fans. <laughs> and it was hard to watch. Uh, so that was my memory of that one. Yeah. Which, uh, which brings me up to th- this question. What is your uh, Super Bowl viewing 
strategy this year and normally? Uh, that's a great question. Um, this year, this is your team. Yeah, I don't mind hosting parties, although you kind of, you know, kind of, you kind of get distracted. You don't get to watch as much as you would like. Uh, I have attended parties, uh, you know, in, in Charlotte or in Kansas, uh, depending on uh, what Super Bowl we're talking about. The this year. It's uh, it's me and the fam. Yeah. Yeah, it's me and the fam. In fact, our next-door neighbors just moved in over the last five months from San Francisco. Oh. All right? So I like she, it. So this is good. Th- this is interesting because she, <laughs> uh, she, the wife, is a diehard 49er fan, of course. The husband is actually from Denver. Oh. So he is a diehard Bronco fan. To doesn't the, like the Chiefs. No, he does not. But to the point that so, – so this gentleman that I'm talking about, his name's Todd. My next-door neighbor, five months ago, moves in from San Francisco. He was the Denver Bronco president of their fan club in San Francisco. That's how big of a fan he is. So I got one, you know, his wife's going to be rooting for her team. He's going to be rooting against my team. And I know they want to come over, and I haven't invited yet. No, I'm not going to do, do it. it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Don't let them ruin your night. <laughs> don't do it. So here, here's my story. Yeah. So the last probably, yeah, I guess last three years, mm-hmm. I've had a very solid Super Bowl party at my house. And it's worked out to where the guys are in my man cave and the ladies watch the game downstairs. And it's worked really well. We watched the the comeback against Atlanta, which was memorable. Oh, man. Um, The Philadelphia Eagles win. So some, some great Super Bowls. And then last year was kind of slow, but still fun. So I've had a blast. But years ago, when I would go to Super Bowl parties, too much was out of my control too many factors could ruin the night like i mentioned the tv not being set up properly (laughs) now i'm in control i want to make sure that my tvs are correct and they're we're set up and we're good to go i control what kind of food i know we're going to have good food i don't have to wonder about some you know weird dip that the that the the host has put out there and i gotta wonder oh is this this guacamole or some kind of weird uh, apple dip and i don't want anything to do with the apple dip so the challenge though this year I've got a six-month-old. All right. My man cave is on the same floor with, you know, her room. Of course. She goes down, you know, 630 starts the process. So I'm, I'm in quite the predicament mm-hmm. this year. And so it appears that my Super Bowl party days are over. Are, I, I don't want to say they're <laughs> over. I don't want to say they're over. They're on, they're on a hiatus. Right. And and so uh, I'm gonna. My parents are gonna come over and watch the game, so I can watch the game with my dad. And awesome. uh, yeah, of course, a diehard fan. And he's not bringing his TV. I got the TV. <laughs> We're good to go on the TV. But then last night, so my my wife's not a, a huge sports fan, and uh, either is my mom. But they they're gonna want to watch the game with us. Now this is the other issue that I face with with Super Bowl parties. I like to watch games with people that are into the game. Right. You can get away with it because there is the the conversation around the commercials, and there are a lot of, you know, for fringe fans, there's enough to be interested in. But because I'm neutral in this game, I think I'll be able to overcome it. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll let the ladies in the man cave for, <laughs> for this one and, uh, or the, non, the yes. non-diehard sports fans. Right. But. I've, got, you know, I've got five kids between 14 years old and six years old. Oh. So if I, have, if I have neighbors and friends come over, guess what? It's a big That's one. That's more kids, right? Five's enough, oh, right? Oh, my goodness. So, um, hopefully, it might be you know, 6.30 bed now. They, they, I won't be able to pull that off. No. But, but you know, it, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, um, you know, I, I'm a Royals fan, too, and we waited 30 years in between World Series um, and finally got to two in three years, won the second one, should have won the first one, 
Bumgarner still. You oh, know, you, yeah. You broke my heart. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we got that one out of the way. Now we got to get this one out of the way. Do you care yeah. more about the Chiefs? You know, I, someone asked me that earlier today, and I would say no so much. I mean, I feel like it's it's fairly equal, but – you know, I, I attended way more Royals games as a kid mm. than I did Chiefs games. You know, I lived about three hours from there, and it just seemed like when we would drive down and go to games, it was always during the summer, and we were always down watching baseball, watching George Brett. And, you know, back in, back in that, you know, my early, you know, let's say between the ages of 10 and 15, 16, the, the Royals were really good, and the Chiefs were really bad. Mm. So why would you spend three hours driving down to watch a two-win Chiefs team in 1987 or whatever when the Royals are just coming off of a World Series and George Brett's still there and, you know, you're doing all these things. So I just attended a lot more Royals games. So the World Series was – I can't explain what I'll feel like on Sunday if this happens, but I know this. It's going to be hard to top what happened in uh, 2016 when when Kansas City finally got over the hump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's, it's a big opportunity for the Chiefs, and that'd be a tough choice for me too. Panthers or Hornets, if I yeah. who I'd want, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, my yeah, it'd be a tight tight go. But I was probably I went to more Hornets games growing up. I had probably a deeper love for them when I was mm-hmm. younger, but the Hornets haven't been good in the last gosh, <laughs> yeah, since the Bobcats and since then. You know what the strangest thing is too is you know when you're watching baseball and basketball finals. Mm. Right, it spreads out over what nine days or whatever. True. Right, this is three hours. That's it. <laughs> it's like well, it's probably about five. But yeah, yeah okay, you're right. Five. You're right. <laughs> the Super Bowl is always. Right. I forget about the two-hour halftime. But that's yeah, it. so but yeah, this is a uh, you know this is this is all in one night as opposed to all right, we're up three games to one. True. You know, so yeah, uh, it's it's which, a whole different ball game. Yeah, which both are fun. But yeah, the, yeah. The, I love Super Bowl Day. I love watching all the coverage all day long and sure. hearing all the stories and. I love the the week of media, you know, all the shows down there, and it's fun. So I I enjoy everything about the Super Bowl. So it should be a blast. But yeah, I'm pretty neutral. I'll, I'll go with the Chiefs. I'm picking them, rooting for them, and and it should be a lot of fun. And would be happy for you to Man. see your team win. First time they've drafted a quarterback in the first round since Todd Blackledge. There you go. In 1984, whatever that was. So you know that was that's the I think believe that's uh, it was the same year it was the Marino and and Elway and. Yeah, they took the wrong guy, so, <laughs> so that didn't work out. But uh, but nonetheless, you know, it's it, it shows you the importance of good quarterback play, right? I mean, the, the one time they did make the AFC Championship game, Joe Montana was at the end of his career and, and playing still pretty good quarterback for them. But uh, the Chiefs have, have really been hard-pressed to find a guy consistently under center that can make plays. And, and, and right now, Bryce, it looks like they might have – not only the guy for this year, but the guy for years and years to come. I think Patrick Mahomes could go down as one of the best to ever do it. Wow. So, I, I, To me, it just seems so premature, but I, I think we yeah. just need to enjoy the, the moment of, of how great he's playing. Yeah. So Eight touchdowns, no picks in this year's postseason. I think he had five interceptions all of, of 2019. And, you know, just, just to be really what Bryce into his second year of starting uh, a quarterback in, in the NFL – as you said, he set out that first year with the exception of one game uh, that he started. So um, I'm just going to say, I don't, yeah, I don't want to put too much pressure on the dude, but I, I'll sit back and enjoy it. But uh, what, what, what you've seen so far looks pretty good. The, the, the great point is that you know, Aaron Rodgers went to a Super Bowl early in his career yes. and hasn't been back. Yes. And so you would think, oh, the Chiefs will be back, Mahomes will be back. We just don't you never know. We don't know that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll enjoy the run that they're on right now. So, yes, sir. Um, so let me let me close with this thought. Each, each 
podcast, we, we love to wrap it up with Unpack This. And each day I write a devotional. We call it Unpack This. It's a quick thought about sports, faith, and life. And so uh, this time of year, love writing about the Super Bowl and, and both teams. And, and actually, we, we've got a special Bible app reading plan that just launched on Monday or Sunday. And it's six days of devotionals about the Chiefs and the 49ers. So go download that in the Bible app on your phone. And, and so if you love the daily email, this is similar to that, uh, but it's on the Bible app. So I want to encourage you to check that out. But then when it comes to unpack this, on Friday, I wrote about the 49ers-Ravens Super Bowl that I alluded to earlier when the power went out in that game. And it was a just a, a memorable game because, well, for me, a couple weeks before that, I had proposed to my wife. So I remember that time just being a crazy time of my life. But, uh, but the Ravens ended up uh, winning that Super Bowl, and they were up 28-6 to when all the lights went out in, in the New Orleans Superdome. And what was crazy is the 49ers ended up playing really well once the power came back on. So all the momentum shifted. And so... What I you know remember from that that moment and thinking about okay the power went out how, how can that encourage us today I think so often in life we try to operate either in our own power which ultimately means no power like we don't have the kind of power that is available to us when we rely on God to give us His power and and so when we surrender our lives to Jesus we pursue His His will and 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 allow Him to work in us and through us. His power is available to us to, so, that, so that we he enables us to do things that we cannot do in our own strength. We cannot do in our own power. And so when we walk around powerless, we're walking around in the dark. So just like that Super Bowl where there was no power, there was no lights, we're walking around in the dark when we've got so much uh, available to us. And so uh, in Ephesians it says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So beyond what we can even imagine, he's able to do through us. And, and so we saw the difference you know, in that Super Bowl between when they had power and when there was no power, and there's a difference in our lives when we rely on God's power, his full power working in us, versus trying to do it on our own with our, our limited power, our limited strength, uh, because true power, true strength comes from him working in us and through us. So that's my encouragement to us today to, to live in that power. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Would love to hear from you. What are you doing for your Super Bowl party? When you had a young baby, how'd you handle it? What'd you do? Would love to know the advice. Shoot me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Thanks to Chris Allison, our producer here on Unpacking It. We got some more great Unpacking It podcasts coming your way soon with some, some interesting interviews, uh, some great guests uh, coming up and so be looking for that make sure you subscribe to the podcast and please spread the word invite your friends to, to subscribe to the podcast as well and, and you can also subscribe to the devotional at unpackingit.com i'm bryce johnson i'm a sports fan who follows jesus and i hope that you will join me on this journey as we follow jesus together i believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins he was resurrected and through faith i am saved by his grace and so I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much for listening to the Unpacking It podcast. 
For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week. 